Schaefer, come in, Schaefer. This is your co-pilot. You know, when you're a crazy person, which maybe I always am, you're always redoing the conversations that happen in your real life. And when you listen to yourself talking on a podcast, that is exactly what happened. It's not a myth. It's not some psycho like game I'm playing with myself. It's not even the narration. It's actually stuff that I actually said in some sort of archival medium. It's exhausting. It's like writing is exhausting. <laughs> it's so dangerous. <laughs> are a buzzing off Matthew's back porch. Maybe they're excited by the cold front that has rolled through town. That's right, it's downright chilly. Not that I'm wearing any extra clothes. One of these days I'll learn, but uh, to, to date, 47 years, I have learned nothing. Thank you very much. Not a darn thing. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, I've learned a few things from uh, from my friend Matthew here on One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. This being episode 153, you may look forward to maybe something in the in the neighborhood of a news cruise. Maybe some Matthew. Have you ever have you ever wondered? Maybe a song parody. Maybe some poetry. Uh, you know you're going to get those. Uh, but first, you're going to get the pride of Tarzana, California. He won't hear a bad word about Candyland. He's Matthew Rampy. Ain't nobody cast like we. We're just so podcast. Podcast with Shafee. I love when you're listening. We're just so podcast. Podcast with Shafee. I just did the chorus this time because <laughs> I'm lazy. Ain't nobody dope um, as me. Little outcast for 153. Schaefer, you. You nailed it in the intro. We had Matthew Ever Wondered. We got a news cruise. We might read some poetry. Like, that's pretty much the show these yeah. days. We got some segments that some come back and some segments that uh, should never come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the, the maybe the low gas episode. We're low on gas here on the podcast. Because we've been having so much darn fun celebrating Schaefer's birthday. 47th birthday weekend. 47th birthday weekend. Took a lot out of everybody. All that running around. I only joined in the festivities one day and I just recovered <laughs> yesterday. It was like three days hence. You, uh, uh, you made an impression on that karaoke room. Yeah, so we went to the Common Interest which is a bar here in North Central Austin off Burnett Road in a strip center. It is uh, a very old institution of a bar. It's a, a kind of a peculiar bar. It's a it's a sports bar and a karaoke bar. Like they got a and lot of sporting things. And kind TVs of a neighborhood up. dive too. And kind of a neighborhood dive. Yeah, I used to go there between the beer distributor and home. And have uh, I that was a, during a time when I was playing this game where uh, I was trying to prove to myself that I wasn't an alcoholic, <laughs> a futile task. And uh, I was going into that bar and ordering one gin and tonic and enjoying it and leaving the bar. Because what kind of alcoholic does that, Shafee? Uh, nah, nah, yeah, you know, nah. so uh, 
also my friend mike mckinley his dad uh, owned that bar he he passed away last year r.i.p mac uh he was a really cool guy was there some there's a plaque on the bar i was sitting next to yeah mac was uh you know he was one of a kind and he supported quite a community through that bar and I went to his, uh, and I didn't go to the service at the funeral home, but there was like a wake sort of party at the bar. And I, that whole parking lot was packed just for that. Like Mm -hmm. there were so many people there. He was a, he was a beloved individual. And I mean, of course I, I met him on a few occasions, got to know him a little bit, but, uh, yeah, cool guy, great bar. Hadn't been to karaoke in a while. At a bar, uh, is that true? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you remember the pandemic? Yeah, and where we couldn't be around each other and we couldn't go to bars. Yeah, or anything. and obviously, like I, uh, I, I started a podcast with my friends so I could karaoke just a little bit. I'd say it's true, yeah, that I had not done karaoke since until since before the pandemic. I still didn't even really do karaoke the other night either, but that was well. <laughs> I participated. So, then, so I meet Schaefer there, and I I misunderstood the plan. Um, I knew that another of Schaefer's friends, Rebecca, was also having a birthday, uh, but I thought we were just going to be in the main bar. Yeah. And Rebecca showed up, and her friends showed up, and uh, we went into the private room at Common Interest, which I had never been in there before. Also, there's a weird like. Uh, tiny casino hall yeah, between eight liners between the bar and the door to the karaoke room. There's kind of a smallish, I mean, it's sort of a room in itself. Yeah. And there's like eight. What, yeah. what are those? They call them eight liners. Eight liners. They're like truck stop uh, slot machines, basically. Just some truck stop and slots. Something like, I don't know how they get around. The laws, you know, Uh it is like you do get you get like tickets and then you can take the tickets and exchange them for cash. Is that right? Yeah. At the bar? Yeah. Okay. Um, You put money into this machine and then play these games and you win and lose. Yeah. Sounds like gambling. You know, down on airport by the by our our, our, both (laughs) of our offices, there's that Tropicana Club. That's all eight liners, too. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And like you've been in there? No, I uh, no. Unfortunately, I've never gotten involved with those things. And then you know, there's something weird. Like basically, like they all operate, and the government, the Texas government, kind of looks the other way until like they decide not to, and then they shut them all down, and then they like slowly reopen again. I don't, I don't know how it works exactly. Is that a game of cat and mouse. A little bit of a yeah, a game of cat or whack a mole. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's that is interesting. I'm. I love gray areas. Me too, me too. Right, <laughs> right. And that room, yeah, that room is hilarious. It's just, a, yeah, it's called the game room. I feel like the podcast exists in a bit of a gray area. <laughs> the gray area of our lives. We're in a gray uh, area between cold and warm. Yeah, it seems like a little transition. Because uh, it was hot the other day. It's so funny. You know, it's going to be hot again, too. You know, it's going to be hot again. I was thinking, you know, really, it's not till the end of December that we'll finally, you know, we'll probably get a freeze around then. But that's even like, <sighs> it I remember late. it's always right around my dad's birthday. 
which is December 20th, I think. You think about your dad's birthday, or you think that's the, around the first freeze? No, I think that my dad's birthday is about the 20th. Okay. Anyway, I know I always drive up there, and it always <laughs> seems like that's when there's a really dramatic cold front comes through, right about that time. And it's one of those where, you know, it'll be it'll be 82 degrees in the afternoon, and then you'll see that line of dark clouds. You know, if you're up there on the... Uh, if you're up there in the hill country getting closer towards the cap rock, you can just see it for miles. It's just like ruler straight uh blank bank of clouds coming in and then like and then that hits and it and it just goes from from eighty-two degrees to thirty-eight degrees. You have like a forty-six degree temperature drop in a matter of hours. It's super exciting. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. I wish we had that right now. Last night was a little, we, we had a little thing last night. We were out on the porch at my dad's place. He built a little oh, fire. Oh, that must have been crazy. And yeah, I was, I was cold. Just not like I was, I had blankets piled on me, you know, which, because of course I hadn't brought a jacket or anything. Okay. Jeans, <laughs> but still, like, I don't usually get so cold that I'm shivering. Uh -huh, and, like, but it you was were. like that, yeah. Because yeah. there's a super high wind and that you know affected you know you got the wind chill and all that so did you throw on your san saba accent just then i did a little bit okay yeah. good good that's yeah, why alex battles uh listens to the show because <laughs> i've been on the, for his texacity yeah what's <laughs> that that is a story with some high texacity <laughs> well it was shafee's birthday Oh wait, wait. Let me let's just finish the let me finish the CI oh, story. Yeah, yeah. So we, we karaoke. So we go into this karaoke room, and the room is probably I don't know sixteen feet by forty feet. It's not a huge room, right? And it immediately it was packed. Like at, like everybody that could fit in there was there, and this, there there's like banquettes around the the edges and some tables and I didn't know most of those people. And for a minute there, I was feeling a little like <laughs> I got to get out of here, yeah. you know, but, well, it was but kinda, my love it was hot in that room, it was warm, it was stuffy. <laughs> and then like, you know, it was like seven o'clock and everybody was just kind of sober and getting off work. And, yeah. um, it wasn't the best scene until the music started. And then the music started and Rebecca, the birthday girl is quite a singer. Oh, She's man. She's fantastic. Her husband, Andrew, is really good, too. Oh, and he was great. Yes. And, uh, you so know, did... the main thing is that I just didn't know hardly anybody in the room. There were a few. Of but friends crew. were made. Friends were made. And uh, by the end of it, everybody was having a really good Allison time. Allison Marchick stepped up with you on uh, Regulate. Yeah, Allison thought she was going to do the Nate Dog part on regulate and uh, she said oh i didn't i didn't realize how hard that was gonna be <laughs> she kind of just sat down about halfway through she does like she knows her hip-hop but unless you practiced you know it's hard to do practice practice yeah no no i practice which, which matthew is obviously right yeah so matthew does both parts yeah and with right i do warren g regulate i do both parts and then during the interlude, which is just a sample from Michael McDonald. I sing the Michael sing McDonald, the Michael McDonald song, sample, yeah. which people, people love that, right? Crazy. It's, yeah. it's fun. 
Yeah. Uh, and then we got another karaoke party coming up this Saturday yeah. on the front page, a Halloween party. Halloween costume karaoke party. Co-hosted by Ike and Bridget. Yeah. And um, it's going to be I a gotta, fun one. I'm, you know, I'm really rolling it over in my head what I'm going to, what I'm going to do, which, which track am I going to call up? What song am I going to do at the karaoke party? Mm. Um, I don't know. I, you really, in my opinion, as a, as a former Kamikaze karaoke champ, uh, you got to read the room. Mm-hmm. You got to have just a few songs locked and loaded and, and ready to feel it out. And yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I think everything in my list are crowd pleasers, but eh, yeah. sometimes you just want to take the mood this way or that. And, you nailed it with that one though. That one I think everybody enjoyed it. And, you know, you do it so well. It's a pleasure just to watch. (laughs) Thanks. In addition to it being, you know, an uplifting, fun song. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, I was was feeling it. Uh, Andrew's. Here's to the CI. Andrew's Thunder Road. It's really good. Man. Not an easy song. No. And gave me, actually listened to uh, Bruce Springsteen's first album at work today. Yeah. Um. Welcome to Asbury, New Jersey, or something yeah. about What it. songs are on that one? I can't remember. Well, it starts with Blinded by the Light. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the only one I can remember the Which, name of. But I don't really like the boss. I don't really know the boss. None of his songs hit number one, actually. Except for whoever covered I think Manfred Mann or somebody covered yes. Blinded by well, the Light. Well, that's what I asked. I asked Ike. And that went to... That went to number one. That was the only time that a Bruce Springsteen song went to number one, which completely blows my Born mind. Born in the USA didn't go to no. number one? Huh. No, yeah, they definitely well, get a bunch of songs to get up there. But I mean, he's interesting to me, you know? He's prolific. Mm-hmm. And that, karaoke does this to me every time where it's, it's a song you know, but you've never really thought about the lyrics. Yeah. And somebody's doing it, and you're reading the lyrics, and you're like, oh, that's what that Thunder Road has awesome lyrics. And it's... We're it, driving out tonight to Case the Promised Land. It, Bruce Springsteen's lyrics are good. He's, it's very poetic. A lot of people, I think, don't give him a chance, because they kind of... They see that silly cover for Born in the USA, and they think he's just like this kind of... Well, I didn't know who he was until Born in the USA. Like, yeah. That was my introduction to him, like a kid in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. I didn't know from him. And then there have been times over the years where I've like kind of been aware of his early career, but didn't really understand it and its impact and its its sense of place, you know, his representation yeah. of New Jersey and, yeah. and it, it, Americana and... the. It, and and then the the storytelling and the poetic nature of it, he's he's amazing. And then then just his like energy as a performer yeah, and a music musician and yeah. the bands he gets together, you know. Um, and then he's uh, buddies with Obama, you know. He, yeah, uh, his autobiography Born to Run is an incredible book too. It's like a great piece of literature. He's kind of like the anti Ted Nugent, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, somehow Ted Nugent came up the other day. Oh, is this the second time you've heard Ted Nugent in as many days? So, no, I'm thinking maybe like Ken Jennings and uh, John Roderick were talking about him. I think maybe on Omnibus, I think they were just talking about like 
basically problematic rockers, you know, especially mm-hmm. having to do with rockers' relationships with females. All right. Um, and just, you know, how really just like embarrassing and, and you know, and offensive and, you know, well, problematic. In, in Let me just say that Axel was always very respectful of Stephanie Seymour. Go, <laughs> go on, go on. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I just had been thinking about them lately. Ted Nugent. Oh, well, Ted Nugent is a like, misogynist. Got permission from this girl's parents to adopt her. And then, and then he made and her his concubine. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's how he got around the fact that you know she was 14, 14 years old or whatever. Yeah, that like he's a treasure. Really just sorry, guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to take this to a dark place. But this is really, of course, quite we're, lo- disturbing. we're losing all the Ted Nugent fans right now. But <laughs> bye bye. Well, it was Shafee's birthday. It was also Matt Honan's birthday. Happy fiftieth birthday, Matt Hunnan. Yeah, who's to you, buddy? Our friends are turning fifty. You know what I mean? Buddy, I'm three years away from half a century. Three years away from half a century. You should do a compendium right now, just in the next couple of weeks. Put together <laughs> a, a it's it's your memoir to this point. Write my memoirs. Yeah, you should pre-write your memoirs. If you're smart, you write your memoirs all along the way. There are many times in my life when I thought I should be writing stuff down, yeah. and I didn't really. Yeah. And then later, I'm going to be like, eh, I can't remember any of that. I can't remember it. Yeah. I'm surprised by how much I remember, but that makes me also wonder how much I've forgotten. Yeah, I mean, the vastness of what we've forgotten. Of great stuff a lot of great stuff so is this do we have an extended news cruise here do we have three yes do we have three two. links i'm gonna open these links and get ready for this news cruise oh no oh no i've got a 404 page not found <laughs> no, that's funny. what is happening uh this is huh that's it really doesn't matter i'll just tell you i get I have Google Alerts set up for Shaver Hall. Okay. Which uh, uh, means I get information on uh, the dormitory at Wellesley. Okay. Uh, uh, really, uh, I think this news article was like power outage at Wellis, at Shaver Hall over the weekend or something like that. So it doesn't really matter. We don't have to okay. dig into it. It's just a, a, what funny thing, a funny thing about being Shaver Hall. That's at Wellesley? Wellesley College. Wellesley College. There's where, also one in Eastern Connecticut where, State. Where is Wellesley College? I don't know. Back east somewhere. Back east somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Massachusetts, maybe. Is that one of the seven sisters? I, I, can you name all seven of the I sisters? I don't think so. If you can vamp for just a second. <laughs> there's Brown. Uh, there's um. There's uh, Bryn Mawr. Bryn Mawr, okay, yeah. <laughs> is, I, I, pull, is, I pulled it up. Is Sarah Lawrence a seven sister? There's Bryn Mawr. Uh, here we go. It's Smith, and that's in Northampton. Smith, Northampton yeah. what? Northampton, Mass. There's Mount Holyoke. There is Wellesley. Wellesley? Yeah. Or Wellesley. There's Vassar. That's in oh, yeah, Poughkeepsie. Vassar, yeah. There's Barnard. That's in New York. Uh-huh. Is that New York City? Yes, sir. There's Bryn Mawr. That's in Bryn Mawr? <laughs> Where is that? Yeah. 
Yeah, where's South Hadley? And then there's Radcliffe. And those are the Seven Sisters. Oh, it must be Cambridge, Massachusetts. Man, why didn't I go to one of these schools? Dang. The Sarah Lawrence must be like the forgotten eighth sister. I was fancied myself a, a Vassar man. I wish, like, I I didn't really understand that Sarah Lawrence is basically right outside of New York, just north of the Bronx. Okay. And I will, I think when I applied and got in there, I wish I'd gone. That would, would have been really fun, I think. Yeah. We should do a whole episode about colleges. About, I wish we had about gone regret. To, yeah. Well, regrets. I mean, I feel regrets like I feel like regret has become uh, just sort of a sub yeah, chapter should, that's kind of, of an under of the show. Uh-huh. Underrating Kurt from this whole show, isn't it? <laughs> we should well, get, we should get that right up front. We should, we should we should get that right up front. You know, how are the how are our baseball this, and softball teams doing? This show runs on regret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you guys. Uh, want, you guys want just a just I don't a quick think we should brand uh, brand it <laughs> real quickly because Community something is comfort. something is reminding me of that right now. I listened to a little uh, uh, yeah, dude, on your recommendation, uh-huh. <laughs> and at least the episode that I listened to <laughs> very much an acquired. It's taste. way more frenetic than what we do. Oh, yeah. They talk over each other <laughs> a lot. Which, which I like, you know, I, I want to here on the podcast in front of the nation and everyone, I want to give you permission to talk over me sometimes. We also need to talk like, you know, we're always like trying to be respectful of each other's uh, story. And I, I need to be able to say something stupid and have you ignore me and go on with your story, which you do mostly, but sometimes I'll say something stupid and you sort of give it a respect that it doesn't deserve. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm honestly looking for you to save me from, like, I start rambling about things. And I'm like, where am I, I going need, with I this? Need to, I, need I to don't even remember anywhere. Stupid. I'm like, okay. thank God, Matthew said something stupid. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Which this reminds me, uh, can we send some love to you? Ellen Ferguson oh, sent yeah. us a super nice note. Man, uh, Ellen. Said happy birthday to me and said nice things about Matthew, too. She says she's, she's enjoying getting to know me she's, through yeah. my podcast, <laughs> which kind of framed it all in a whole new light for me. Was, uh, you know, we should convince, guess, maybe we could convince her and Gary and Lindsay and Tom to all come down here for a little while. Uh, family getaway i wonder if they can and i i think the answer is yes use the podcast to create like a digital version of me when i die you know <laughs> I, and then i'm there for my loved ones you know in a certain way I, like i feel like if you if you are to record 153 hours of your life yeah and um there's probably enough in there for an ai to extrapolate everything else it needs to know about you it'd be pretty good facsimile I'm not that complicated. <laughs> yeah. I, fa- I that's another thing that I found out through the podcast. I used to think that I was like a a really thoughtful, complicated, <laughs> deep individual and I listening to my own podcast, I realize I'm not. I'm 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 sort of surface shallow. I thought about the th- you know about us having 153 hours 
more more than that even whatever it takes of of ourselves there's probably about 200 hours of us talking on the internet now yeah and you know what that means and i thought of it in a more nefarious. i like the way your head's at created ai version of us for our loved ones but i've also thought of the more nefarious flip side and that's that somebody could really easily do one of those deep fakes of us uh, just like have us saying pretty much anything. Frame us as like terror well, yeah. suspects. Make us look like who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who Make us what? look like like super extreme liberals <laughs> or something who terrible. Go, who might might be Antifa. You don't know. <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> um, God, where's the where's the robot when you really need it? Softball and baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little minutia. A little Matthews minutia. Um, man, I keep thinking about what Alex said about baseball and how he framed it as like, I can't believe that you've subjected yourself to this sort of life of this difficult task. Build the wall. Was that? I don't think that was. I, I'm still working on my Cleveland accent. Um <laughs> Get Alex back on the show. No, baseball's good. Um, we prevailed against the Marlins in a midweek uh, match last week. The Marlins ha- have on their roster Griffin's like school buddies, oh, yeah. like his best buddy and his other best buddy. Oh wow, Jonah and Theo, and um, there was a real interesting moment. The the shit talking had started early in the school day that day <laughs> and griffin was like they say that we are not as good as them and we're gonna lose and all stuff and i was like look we just got to go out there and play ball you know and it's good coaching right there yeah everything was going our way uh, i will say and we jumped out to an early lead against the marlins and i think it was probably the we were the home team and it was probably the the bottom of the third. It was the end of the third inning. We had just run ruled them. We had just scored five runs. Uh-huh. And I was first base coach and Griffin was on first base. And the inning ended and we're walking across the diamond back to the home dugout. And Theo had been in left field. And so he's walking to meet us more or less. And, and this kid, Theo, he seems like a very nice lad. I like him a lot. Seems like he's got a nice family. Um, he wears glasses, kind of quiet. I, I never had ever had gotten in a sense of who he was. Mm-hmm. I had never, I'd not seen much personality from this kid. And as we're walking, he he comes to meet us, and he walks he walks right past Griffin, and he goes. Now, um, I, that was just a sound on a podcast, but he took his finger and did the sort of slit your throat sign. It's like an Italian thing that you do like on the highway, right? Yeah. Uh, this gesture of you're dead. I'm going to slit your throat. Just right at Griffin. He's just like. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, whoa, Theo. Whoa. This kid is interesting. Uh, but then we ended up kind of crushing the Marlins. and So, the, so you ended up. I was. It was a great opportunity for me to talk to griffin about you know not when someone's shit talking don't 
there's no need to retaliate. You just show and prove, you yeah, know, you just you, crush them. Yeah. You go out there and play your game and, and stay respectful. The next day I dropped him off at school. I said, I said, listen, don't no gloating. No, yeah. like, you know, it was good game. That's it. Um, so, I, I mean, he's pretty good about that. He, Griffin's a yeah. pretty good sport. I have to say. I mean, I think um, I mean, that's just. But like, we've been winning, so that's an important lesson learned. Just like how insignificant both uh, both successes and failures are on that. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't let a win go to your head, yeah. and you shouldn't let a loss get you down. I, I neither of those things are good. You should remember that there's a huge picture here. Well, especially then, with baseball too, because like. You keep There's your, so many games keep in your a head season. Up, keep your eyes open and keep your mouth shut. And then you're like, yeah, unless, great. unless you need to speak up against fascism. Yeah. Days. Well, speaking speaking of speaking up, then there's uh, Isabel's Sharks, mm-hmm. the ten U Sharks, and she's pitching. She, I tell you, with her pitching, she was really moving in the right direction. And then, I don't know what happened, man, but like all her pitches are high right now. Like they're all coming out too high mm-hmm. and so she's had a little like regression in form but her her team struggles they they got a lot of girls that it's their first time and actually isabel's one of the older girls and she's a little frustrated with the team but i gotta say she loves softball like she uh, yeah. in terms of enjoying going out there and doing it she is into it more than him even mm. um well she loves it and but i will say they played this team from cedar park on Saturday. And it was interesting because it was at this field, the North Austin Optimist, that that is it's closer to our house, but it's not our home field. It's it's mm. unclear like even who, who what leagues are being played there. But it's a really nice stand. They got a nice high bleachers with mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the different setups at all these little league fields. Yeah. Um, this team was they were they were okay like all the girls seemed smaller than our team like they seemed younger and i think the score was going into like the they only do 3 innings the going into third inning it was um i believe it was it was 7 to 5 us so we were leading going mm-hmm. into the third inning and they they did something different they saved their best pitcher for the last inning and the girl they played in the last inning just it was i don't think it was three up three down i think we got four batters up Mm. but um isabel was the final batter and the game ended on a strike a a call not she didn't swing Mm -hmm. and it maybe the ball was a little high you know and isabel went bananas <laughs> yelling at the and she wasn't really yelling at the ump but she walked off the field hollering and stamping and like <laughs> that was not a strike and oh man hey sometimes you're hot-headed and sometimes you gotta speak and up for yourself. <laughs> I, I, look i i look it's fine and 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 that's i guess that's an arena in which they should be allowed to show some emotion and, and it's fine. But she too, too many times lately we've left the softball complex and she's angry, you know, and I'm like,
like, look, this is you you enjoy this so much. We can't leave every game with you mad at bad calls or or you're unhappy with your pitching or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I I shouldn't tell her how to feel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So there's some baseball softball minutia. Oh, that, really this exciting. is that's what the internet's been waiting for. Yeah. Matthew, so we've have got, you ever wondered? Um, sometimes I do, Shafe. Have you ever wondered? Wondered whatever. I'm living on imaginary radio. Living on that W O M H. Nice. I was wondering. We should record that. Oh wait, we just did. We were watching some monster truck. Uh, some a monster truck competition. You were watching a monster truck competition on at the YouTube? bar? No, uh, at Dick's house just now. Okay. Shafee's really into monster trucks these <laughs> okay. days. Okay. Uh, Listen, who's not? Yeah. Well, I was surprised by how compelling I found it. You know, I they do some things where they spend a lot of time driving on their front wheels, so spend a lot of time driving on their back wheels that. I didn't really, like, it was really impressive. Okay. I don't think they've always been doing it quite like this. What they can do with those monster trucks these days, I feel like it's is something more than just, like, than when we, when you we know, were jumping kids. over a line of cars or whatever. That did you ever go to the local no, Coliseum? Or? Never did, no. I, I did. I've been to a, a monster truck How'd you rally. like it? It was awesome when you're a kid. Like yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. Now as an adult, I see it as a colossal waste of petroleum <laughs> and just like time and and resources. Probably a large group of people who don't share my politics. Too. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. But that's not a, you know, that that didn't used to matter. Are you some kind of deep fake? Um. So one of the trucks had a flag. Hanging off the back of it, a black flag with a white skull and crossbones on. Okay. And I said, oh, look, Shafe, a Jolly Roger. You know? Uh-huh. A pirate flag. And so I wondered to myself. Shafe being uh, your nephew. My nephew, Shafe. Anybody yeah. who's. Uh, yeah, I wasn't talking to myself. Right. But, although that's not, that wouldn't be an unusual. <laughs> I calls myself Shafe. I says, Shafe. <laughs> that wouldn't be an unusual occurrence either, really, to be honest. Uh, so, you ever wonder. Who Roger is? Who Jolly Roger was? Who Roger is and why he's so jolly? No. Yes. Or no. Well, why that kind of disturbing looking flag is is called is suggested to be jolly. I feel like when you start telling me, maybe I already know it, but I am I do wonder. <laughs> it wasn't always a black flag with a white skull and crossbones on it. It used to be a white flag. With a red skull and crossbones on it. Oh. And it was Jolie Rouge, which is French for pretty red or the beautiful red one. Oh. Uh, Jolie Rouge. So uh, a bit of a, a bit of tongue in cheek. Okay. You know. Go on. There's Jolie Rouge, which then was, you know, Anglicanized to Jolly Roger. Uh, you know, it there was never a guy named Roger. Oh, but there was no Roger. Yeah, I thought it was a pirate named Roger. 
a uh, who's just anglicized. And the way the skull and crossbones started originally in the captain's log, if if a sailor was killed or died, they got a it was marked by a skull and crossbones. So I see that meant we're coming to kill you. Okay. But yeah. our Jolie Rouge. Jolie Rouge. Our beautiful red sign. Ah. I did not know that. Did you did you look that up because you were wondering about that yourself? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure did. Or I thought it was just your deep well knowledge. <laughs> no. I had yeah. to look it up. I like that. Matthew, have you ever wondered? Where do you rate that on our segments? All time segments. It's definitely one of my favorites. It's one of your favorites? I'm going to put it at like eight. Eight? After yeah. After one. Oh, I got to name them? After the I got to name seven. the first seven? What's seven? Well, my my first favorite is, of course, Gals, Yield Workshop. Yield Workshop, sure. And then I like, um, oh, shoot. <laughs> I didn't know. You love I didn't know I was going to. One that we haven't had in a while is a Matthew Describes in Depth, the plot of a Disney movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. My old Disney movie reviews. <laughs> those were great. Those were great. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. Just sometimes Matthew ever wondered. I, I wonder if I really did wonder. No, I, I do. I wonder about a lot of things. Sometimes you wonder. Yeah. Matthew just poured himself a cold cup of Guinness pub draft. doesn't do it you don't like it out of the cans nah, can't do it uh -huh. it's so silly i know you know it, it has to be you like it out of the what's and it has to have be we properly talked about this poured. before what's what's the proper pour what does that mean shafy now here's a here's an actual matthew have you ever wondered talk to me about the you, proper Guinness pour that you can get at the front page pub in Austin, Texas. You tilt the glass 45 degrees, pull pull the handle forward to pour pour about three quarters of the pint. And you let that settle, which means it stops churning and no longer seems frothy but turns black. Uh -huh. And then you put the glass back up to the faucet and you push the handle away from you that time, which kind of regulates the flow, makes the, it, it's a little, it's a thinner, lighter flow. You use that to top it off. Oh. And then you let it sit again. I see. Get yourself a positive meniscus. And you want to let it sit because that'll firm up that head a little bit and then it won't spill when you hand it to the customer. I see. With that positive meniscus on it. And you know, it's, I always thought it was like kind of a bunch of show until like I had one that was just, we had a, basically we had a problem with our spout. What was it? Boy, what tell me about it. What happened was the, the, uh, the regulator inside the spout had fallen out. So it was just, it was just pouring straight through oh. without that regulator. And for whatever reason, it does. It tastes very different. Huh. And it made the beer coming out of there just taste terrible. Mm -hmm. To the point where we were like, is there something wrong with this keg? And then I and then I told Chuck, I said, hey, let's check the spout and see if there's anything wrong with that. 
And sure enough, there was nothing inside it. So we went over to the place where we soaked the soaked the spouts and we found the rest of it, put it all back together, put the regulator in there, poured it normal. Again, it tasted fine. So for whatever reason, the, the way you pour it like that does actually change the way it tastes. I feel like such... I feel so low class because I will just take Guinness of whatever form <laughs> it comes. I, I really don't mind the cans at all. Um, I, and I think, you know, they... They, they developed they, the they widget to you know blast it pretty well. I think they did. Yeah, they did a good job. I think um, you're right. It's better. There's the bottles with you the know, widget in the neck. Out of the bottle. Oh, I haven't even had that. Uh, those are. But I mean, those are weird. I remember in my youth drinking it out of the bottle before I really. But, but that's a before I'd ever even had Guinness on that's draft a different before in my formula life. too, right? I think it is. Yeah, stronger. Something formula. like that. Yeah. Um. Well. I, I I would love to do a taste test. Like we'll get a can, bring it to the bar. <laughs> yeah, we got the Let's pour, do it. pour them each blindfolded. I'll pour you. I like this one. It's so much sweeter, sir. Yeah. That's a Pepsi. Uh-huh. I'll pour you. I'll pour you one straight without the without any of the hullabaloo. You know. Just, oh, just fill it up with that. Oh, Let okay, yeah. Or anything. Oh, See yeah. That's different too. Let's do that. Let's try that. Uh, I'll, okay. re- I'll report back to this podcast. Okay, we got a news cruise. You and I both have a news article here. Let's hope that this one works. Oh, Shafi, look at that. Do you know what that is? No, that's a pile of turkey offal. Okay, gross. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to have a sick news cruise. This uh, came, and you know, if you want, maybe I'll tweet out the, this came from an omnibus episode. Okay. But I was just blown away by this. I can't believe that this is true. This is about, what is it? it's called like high temperature depolymerization or something like that. Uh, this guy developed this system. And you can do this with anything, but uh, basically, you know, under the ground, when we get petroleum, what's happened down on the ground is, you know, just not just biological materials, but really anything that's not rock has been compressed under high temperatures. Okay. Down there and underneath the ground. Okay. And that's what kind of, you know, pushes it. It basically turns everything into either oil or just the original menu, minerals that are that might be inside it, you know. Okay. Depending on the molecular structure of it, you know what's in there. And uh, should I be taking notes? <laughs> you can. This is so this guy basically discovered that really what's pretty much going on down there when that all that stuff is turned to oil is pretty much. It can pretty much be boiled down to the waters being removed from it. Okay. You know, that makes sense. And it's been under high temperature and, you know, and, 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 uh, high pressure. So he discovered that you can do this much faster and, uh, and do it with, you know, basically just a, a modern day machine if you just split it up into stages. So if you, 
if you squeeze it and heat it and pull the water out and then get rid of that water and then take what's left over and squeeze it and heat it and pull that water out and put it aside. And then if you do it multiple times, then the, you can do the process much faster, like in a matter of hours rather than thousands and thousands of years. Huh. And so he can do this with basically anything too. The, the big example here is the, the billion, billions of pounds of turkey offal that comes from the turkey industry every year. Oh my. Like it's a big problem to figure out what to do with all this. Yeah. You know? Um, and the guts. Sometimes it's turkey sometimes guts. it's all mashed up and turned into dog food. But people are getting away from that. Oof. People don't want it. Man. You know, they're even their dogs eating they, that. They don't want their dogs eating turkey guts. This is beaks, beaks, <laughs> brains, bones, feathers, everything. Okay. So this guy has this process. That you're, you're right, Shafee. These Guinness cans don't taste that great. That <laughs> turns, that turns the stuff, and and the water that comes away from it can be fed back into the municipal system. Like you don't necessarily want to drink it immediately, but it can be fed back into the municipal system. <laughs> Listen, and I'm not going to drink it immediately for, for sure. <laughs> and processed to be used again, though. Huh, okay. Uh, and then what's left over is this. Clear, super high, it's super high quality oil. Oil is left over. Okay. And then there's the, the title of the article is Anything into Oil. And then if there's any other kind of minerals in there, calcium or whatever, carbon are left in just little piles, you know, they're just separated in, in this process. So this is an amazing thing. But it's not just biological material. You can do this with plastic, you can do this with old tires, um, with pretty much anything, you know, you just have to adjust the pressure and the temperature, basically the amount of water that's involved. Well, why are we not doing more of this? Exactly. This is what blows this, my mind. This article's from 2006. So yeah, right. You shouldn't like, we should have heard about this. We should be all doing, you know, right. Yeah. So the guy who invented it was basically like, basically wasn't smart about it economically mm -hmm. he and like i say i'll give you the i'll we'll put this discovery article on there so you can read it yourself because i'm not going to necessarily do it justice but basically he decided to to create basically create the business as a standalone business so instead of so he was buying buying the offal and bringing it from the plant to his factory there to process it or by, you know, so bringing the stuff from out and charging money for this process. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, get, so it's, it's, it requires 15% of the energy that it creates. So the energy required to do this process is 15% of the energy that is produced, the energy, the potential energy of all that oil. So it's real. It's a real positive, you know, thing. Like you should be able to make money from it. So basically, he just got behind the eight ball financially, and and couldn't keep doing it. And then uh, there were some kind of uh, bad and like just kind of technical problems that happened. They're unforeseen. There were like bad welds in his factory. There were also some government. Substitute, subsidies he was supposed to have didn't come through as fast. 
basically, basically the numbers just didn't work out quite right for him. This seems a lot like the how they kept down the electric car, which shouldn't matter, <laughs> right? Yeah, and 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 you know, they pointed out like if what he had done instead was just manufacture small one of these to attach to every factory, you know, instead of having the one place where you put everything, mm -hmm. have small ones where you just process whatever comes out of that factory, mm -hmm. or you can sell it to a town, mm -hmm. have it at their landfill, they process everything. Um, because you can do it on a turn it into oil. It's it's very scalable. You can do it on a large scale. You can do it on a small scale. Really, any everybody could have these in their house, a small one in their house, huh. if they wanted to. Um, and then you know if if the you know if the turkey factory had one sit on it, then they could go on and have a contract with somebody to come buy this oil as it's produced or whatever. So, yeah. So it's just yeah, just bad finance, bad economics. Is the only thing stopping this amazing thing from, you know, saving us from the humongous piles of garbage that are piling up everywhere. Also, somebody has designed one that can basically, on its own, on the power that it creates from this process, you know, that creates high-quality diesel fuel. He's created a, basically a boat that will crawl around and eat the plastic that's in the water oh, yeah. and process that and then continue to power itself from the oil so once again nobody wants nobody wants to put up the money for this because there's not so well and some of these things seem like they could be actively being suppressed by the concerns that um that they threaten <laughs> like if we figure out how to make oil out of something else then there, a lot of people are already invested in pulling it out of the ground right you are fossil fuel style right, you are. and so it's it it I I you I wasn't making a joke about the electric car. I mean that there were, uh, you know, all, sure. all right, there were yeah. automotive industries working on this combustion thing that didn't want this other uh, technology to see the light. You know, so so I totally I feel like we should magnify this 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 voice. We should yeah amplify the volume on this. Uh, on this sound it's something we're, we're amplifying needs to happen voices yeah that's interesting Shirfi. high oh, temperature uh, depolymerization high temperature depolymerization it's, it's the name of my um next band as well <laughs> i think ken and john made that exact joke oh man <laughs> shoot i don't listen to omnibus i swear um so well i didn't i don't have nearly as fun of a an article to point you at but um, well, maybe it's maybe it's fun. Uh, it's from the BBC. Iranian man, Iranian man who didn't wash for half a century dies at 94. Wow. Our hermit dubbed by the media as the world's dirtiest man has died at the age of 94, just months after having his first wash in decades. Oh, really? Maybe you should never have had that wash. Amu Haji had refused to use soap and water for more than half a century, fearing it would make him sick. Mm. And then, sure enough, he finally succumbed to pressure and washed a few months ago. According to Iran's IRNA news agency, he became ill shortly afterwards and died on Sunday. In a previous interview given to Tehran Times in 2014, he revealed his favorite meal was porcupine and that he lived between a hole in the ground and a brick shack built by concerned neighbors in the village of Dejga. Wow. 
He told the outlet at the time his unusual choices were down to emotional setbacks when he was younger. Guy just needed some therapy when he was young, you know, wow. unpack no some stuff. That is wild. It goes on to say years of bathing had left him with skin covered in soot and pus, IRNA said, while his diet had consisted of rotten meat and unsanitary, unsanitary water drunk from an old oil can. He was also fond of smoking, being pictured on at least one occasion, puffing on more than one cigarette at once. Look, look at this picture of him smoking four cigarettes at once. That look at his hand. Is foul. His hand is just black with soot, indeed. So, no, but this is interesting about bathing. Like, no, in the West, four cigarettes at once. No, <laughs> in the West, we we think that bathing is so great. But look, this guy lived to ninety. We look, we got people in this country dying in their sixties because they they're eating too much margarine, <laughs> you know, and they're bathing all the time. But this guy, this. At some point in the last few years, I think this is a getting old thing. My skin became like drier and more sensitive. Oh yeah, that's just a getting old thing. And if I if I don't shower just before going to bed, I will itch. Oh. Like oh my. Like in a way that will keep me awake. Uh-huh. You're just addicted to being clean. Maybe I guess I am, yeah. <laughs> Do you use uh body lotion? I don't. I probably should. I do this thing where in the warm months, I don't need it really. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it starts getting cold, there's both the drier air. And then if the heater comes on inside, then it really gets dry. And oh, I will come yeah. to a, I'll come to a dry skin crisis all of a sudden. And I'll be like, I got to start using body lotion. And then I will <laughs> through the winter. I'll after a shower, I'll just put on a little lotion. I'm okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, wasn't crepey skin. But uh, look, this guy's amazing. That is, he is extraordinary. Amu Haji. You're Cheer absolutely right. Cheers to that guy. Um, Truth, uh, and, my friend. And, you know, I'm obviously a New Balance fan here <laughs> in the ad on, on this webpage. Well, they heard you now. They're never going to leave God, you alone. I'm dying for us to do a shorter cast. I keep thinking it's going to be, and it's <laughs> not. Shoot. Read a poem. Get us out of here. Listen, we love you all. We, I th Man, all the people who are listening, Sean Snyder, we love you, man. It was so good to see you this last weekend. Love you, Sean. Good to see you. Yep. I got to listen to the podcast. I meant to mention him right up at the front. Well, maybe he'll make it to the end. You never know. He said he had to turn it off when we were talking about the albums from the nineties. He's just like he's just like I I wanted to jump in and say something at every turn, and I finally just had to. Manish, I just I just got away from it. Manish got very upset too. Good for them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We How about we don't mean to get everything so wrong all the time. We do. It's true. That's that. Another thing that the podcast has taught me is that I get a lot wrong. I'm not very interesting. I get a lot wrong. I interrupt my friends when they're trying to talk. It's really shined a light on a kind of a horrible person I am. Oh, that one's too long.
Yeah, no, don't not a long poem. We've already had a long-ish, boring-ish podcast. Ish. All right, here's a very short poem by our friend Summer Browning. Summer Brown is going to be reading at the front page on Sunday night. It's exciting. This Sunday, October 30th. Okay. It's about 5, 5.30 p.m. thereabouts. We should publish this podcast before the end of the week, huh? Yeah, I guess we should. <laughs> Super Bowl. I knew today would be special, but not eating wings alone in an Asian fusion restaurant special. <laughs> That's the whole poem. I love that. <laughs> it's good. One of the finest poems we've had on this podcast. <laughs> All right. We love you very much. We promise to focus more on the poetry next time. More poetry next time. Absolutely. Yeah. And the poor are the choices. The sweet of the wine. Yeah.